0: You're listening to Way J, Grand Junction's OG Waylon Jordan, with on-demand content from Town Square Media's 99.9 KEKB in Grand Junction, Colorado. with On Demand Content with Town Square Media at Grand Junction, Colorado, and I'm on the phone with Elise Park from the Moab Museum of Film and Western Heritage. How are you today?
1: I'm doing great. How about
0: you? I'm doing great. I appreciate you joining us today. Now, the Moab Museum of Film and Western Heritage. That's at Milepost 14, Highway 128, or to put it a little bit more simply, Red Cliffs Lodge, just outside of Moab, Utah. Am I correct? You got it. You, you're nailing it. Red Cliffs Lodge is magnificent. Magnificent. And I'm going to have to, I'm a little embarrassed to say this. I really didn't know about the museum. Can you tell me about it?
1: Oh, that's awesome. Um, So the museum was founded in 2002. Actually, that's the year that this lodge was built. And so the museum was a collaborative effort from the Moab Museum, um, excuse me, the Moab to Monument Valley Film Commission, and particularly one woman who was leading that organization. Her name was Betty Stanton. So Betty and the former owner of this lodge and ranch property, Colin Fryer, they collaborated in 2002 when Colin was building the lodge. And so they worked together to establish this museum, and it's dedicated to the work of the Moab to Monument Valley Film Commission, which has been the oldest continually operating film commission in the world, which is pretty cool um, and touts. Over 200 films, not including documentaries and TV shows and thousands of commercials that were filmed in the area. So that's kind of the background on what we cover in the museum.
0: Okay, so on that note right there, I have to ask. Now, first of all, let me set this up. The whole way we met, you reached out to me regarding some photographs by my grandfather, Robert Grant, of movies filmed in and around Moab. Now, I was born and raised in western Colorado, and I knew there were a handful of films, but you just said over 200 did I hear that correctly?
1: That's correct. Now, that's we're talking about the Moab to Monument Valley region for okay. those 200 films. So um, basically the entire southeastern corner of Utah, which... Obviously, uh, shoulders up to your region in Colorado, as well as, you know, New Mexico and Arizona. So those 200 films encompass the entire region's film history. A big bulk of those are obviously filmed in Monument Valley. uh, But some notable ones were definitely filmed in the Moab area. Um, And that's how we, yeah, came to connect is because I found some photographs uh, from your grandfather that were taken in this area.
0: So if I make it, have you drop some names of these movies?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, starting from the beginning, I mean, we've got a ton of John Waynes, over half a dozen John Waynes. He was also, I don't know if you know this um, or if you're a John Wayne fan, but really John Wayne got his stardom working with a famous director named John Ford, and John Ford made nearly a dozen movies in the Moab to Monument Valley region, starting in 1939 with Stagecoach, which is the movie that gave John Wayne his really big break in the Hollywood industry. So we've got those guys for the Westerns. There's a ton of Westerns made here. And then really starting in the 60s, we uh, this area became used sci-fis actually so like 2001 a space odyssey used monument valley for some you know extra out, out, outer space um scenes um other big ones selma and louise is probably one of the biggest films made here that's most recognizable obviously major academy award winner there we've also got things like my personal favorite is um the national lampoon's vacation starring chevy chase has a great scene filmed in Monument Valley. Um, I, I'm i a fool for all comedies, so um, Vacation is definitely a big one for me. We also have things like Galaxy Quest was filmed in the region over at Goblin Valley. Um, there's been a ton. Anyone who loves car chase movies um, like Fast and Furious will also probably know, hopefully know, um, Vanishing Point, which was from 1971. Features a challenger. It's a great film. The remake was also made here. So we've got a ton. We've got everything from westerns, um, you know, the classic imagery of Monument Valley being used in westerns, to you know, people using us for sci-fi, this region for sci-fi backgrounds, horrors, comedies. We've got everything.
0: I see. So when it comes to the museum, if someone were to stop by, what would you see at the museum?
1: popular exhibits in our tiny little gallery is from that. Fil- one of the films that I just mentioned, Thelma and Louise starring Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon during this. I hope it's okay to give out, out spoilers on this.
0: Sure. Uh, the movie's um, been out. A while, okay. so.
1: <laughs> so at the very end of the, the movie, Thelma and Louise, the two main characters drive off of a cliff um, after going on this long um kind of crime spree-esque trip. And so as they drive off the cliff, that scene was filmed right here uh, a couple miles from here. And the stunt dummies that were used in that car crash um one of them was rescued from the scene um and it is currently on display and so she's got this look of horror mm-hmm. <laughs> um and um, yeah so that was gina davis's stunt dummy is on display and then we've got other things like you know um a scrapbook of pictures from lo- of locals that film producers would flip through, trying to find local extras that looked the way they wanted, um, you know, their extras to look. We've got all kinds of stuff. We've got set, like prop sets, models of sets from a Western called Riders of the Purple Sage. It's actually a really famous Western novel by Zane Gray that was also filmed here. Um, we've got a ton. We've got all kinds of stuff. I would definitely say that Thelma Lee's Dummy is probably one of our, our most sought-after exhibits. Though.
0: Okay, and again, the way you and I first met each other, you, were, you reached out to me regarding some Bob Grant photos, uh, some that come to mind, Comancheros, John Wayne movie, Yes. and a handful of others. May I ask how you encountered those?
1: Yeah, so I guess to answer that question, I'll give you just a little bit of background information on myself. So I um, just recently started as the director here at the museum. Um, this museum is actually unmanaged an unmanaged collection for the last 20 years. And so when I came in, I literally opened up a closet that hasn't been opened in years and, you know, dusted off the shelves and started really digging into this collection um, and getting it ready for what's hoped uh, hope to be a soon announcement for a new facility. But anyway, so my background as I started in this position, my background is in nonprofit, non-profit and museum management. Um, I'm a trained anthropologist, and so my experience is not in films or movies. I, besides, you know, being a consumer of them, you know, watching them. Um, and so a lot of my days are filled with learning myself about, you know, behind the scenes and what happened behind the scenes. So I stumbled across the f- photographs that your grandfather took on, like you said, Comancheros, There was also images from Ten Who Dared. There's a, a Western named Warlock that he's got some great images from. And so I stumbled upon those doing that, of trying to Figure out some background history on one film. I think it was probably Ten Who Dared, um, which is why those images popped up in my in in Google for me. I was just trying to do some some research on the backgrounds of one of those films, and so I was really I got really excited, and I reached out to you instantaneously because your grandfather's photographs, the Bob Grant photos, really capture. The, the scenes that aren't shown very often, the behind-the-scenes behind-the-scenes, you know. Um, so he's got images of the cameraman and images of, you know, whatever those big objects are that channel the light in the right direction. You know, those sorts of things are, are really fascinating for me on a personal level and also I think important for the, the role of the museum um, as far as preserving that information on productions. And so that's what I, that's how I got y'all. That's how I found you was, was doing a a digging about one of those films and and trying to figure out some behind behind the scenes information. And, um, those photographs that your grandfather took are are extremely helpful for me to kind of figure out who was doing what and how the sets worked and those sorts of things.
0: Excellent. So I have the handful of photos that I sent you and I'm still searching for more. In what way would those be utilized in the museum?
1: Awesome question. So like I said, you know, a lot of my work right now is trying to categorize and file and modernize the collection that's been sitting here for 20 years, and really, some of this has been sitting for longer than 20 years, you know, some of those films going back to the 40s. So, so... In trying to categorize those things and just um, update our collection, it's helpful for me to have known images. Where, for instance, you know, one of those images, like you mentioned, we know is from the Comancheros. And so, then as I search through our images here in the collection that don't have any film association written down, um, I can you know, compare and contrast those and say, okay, this image looks really similar to this other image that's kind of an unknown one, and vice versa, right? Some of those images um, in your grandfather's collection, you actually don't know which production it belongs to, but I may know what it belongs to based on a different image um, that we have in our collection that is correlated to a specific production. So, Right now, it's a lot of tr- kind of trying to track down the background information for our 5,000-plus images that we already have. And then at the same time, I'm getting more images and adding to that collection as well. And then in the future, like I mentioned, we're hoping to make a, an official announcement here very soon, but... Um, the the owners of the property here are very interested in creating a new facility that would uh, better house and honor the the heritage of this property and, you know, the the Moab to Monument Valley um, region in general. And so part of my job is also as I get ready to, you know, as I'm fixing our collection as it exists I'm also looking forward to building our collection for future exhibits and the idea behind the new facility would be to have um, probably both a permanent exhibit gallery showcasing things like the Thelma and Louise dummy that everyone wants to see but also a rotating exhibit that kind of talks about whatever is relevant in either film industry at the time or just um, you know stories and heritage uh, of, of the filmmaking in the region. Um, so that's really exciting for us. And we're really excited to get more photographs from um, these productions like your grandfather took to help build out um, that collection. Because like I said, this this museum was really established by the Moab to Monument Valley Film Commission. And so a lot of this photographs that we have were taken by um, the Film Commission, which wasn't necessarily there to document things. A lot of the photographs are like candids of you know, here's my friend, or here's the president of the commission, or these are the people, you know, the behind the scenes in a different way. And so... Um Like I said, Bob Grant's photography really just helps round out the visual stories that we're able to tell um, about the movies that were made here.
0: We're speaking with Elise Park from the Moab Museum of Film and Western Heritage, located at Red Cliffs Lodge, just outside of Moab. This facility sounds absolutely fantastic. Now, am I correct in thinking, first of all, you're open every day? Is that true?
1: It's true. Seven days a week, and we are free. There's no admission to come and see us. Um we are in the basement of the main lodge at Redcliffe Lodge, um, which is right on the Scenic Highway 128, if you're coming from Grand Junction. It's a really gorgeous drive. And I'll also mention that this property where the museum is located, again, seven days a week, free entrance. We're open um from eight a.m. to ten p.m. every day. This location was also the location that multiple films used used for a set so several um john ford films were made here and then just in the four or five mile radius around us there's dozens and dozens of films that were made right here in the region right along the highway 128 corridor
0: elise park from the moab museum of film and western heritage on highway 128 red cliffs lodge now I'm here talk that big, big things are happening at Red Cliffs Lodge in the very f- near future. Am I correct?
1: You got it. Yeah. So this lodge, like I mentioned, was built in two thousand and two. And just last year, actually, the owner sold it to a new group of U-Times, um, and so the new owners are truly embracing, you know, their role as stewards of, of Pretty mighty heritage that comes with this property, um, and the museum is just one aspect of that heritage.
0: So, I encourage everyone to make the drive to Red Cliffs Lodge. First of all, the drive alone is worth it. Red Cliffs Lodge is magnificent. And then, what I'm hearing right now about the Moab Museum of Film and Western Heritage, this is the perfect getaway. This is the perfect trip. So, Elise, Elise Park, I appreciate your chatting with us today. Thank you. Hey.
1: Leland, thank you so much for having me on. It was truly a pleasure. I really appreciate you um, supporting our work by supplying us with some of those great photographs that your grandfather took, and we're really looking forward to putting them on display soon.
0: Well, I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. I look forward to seeing you. Thank you. Thank you. For more information about the Moab Museum of Film and Western Heritage, check out www.moabmfwh.com. That's Moab spelled M-O-A-B, Moab, Mfwh.com. This is Waylon Jordan with on-demand content from KEKB in Grand Junction, Colorado at Town Square Media Station. For more information about the museum, check out our page at kekbfm.com.